0: You're listening to The Passage. On 16th of February, 2022, I had the opportunity to meet three bright minds from New Haven.
1: I'm Dora. I use she, her pronouns. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago in Illinois, and I'm a third year at Yale undergrad. I'm 21, and I'm studying ethnicity, race, and migration, and education studies. That's me. <laughs> uh, I'm Sunny. I use she/they pronouns. I am from Houston, Texas. Um, and I was born in China, uh, in a rural village, and I grew up since age I think, four or five in Houston until I came to Yale.
2: Um, at Yale, I am a senior. All right, I'm Gigi, they, them pronouns. Um, I'm a New Haven native, consider myself kind of a third culture kid because I'm Malay Chinese. So my parents are a Chinese diaspora for at least four or five generations back. But we're in New Haven now. Um, Been here my whole life, went through the public school system here, and now I work for the New Haven public schools.
0: It was immediately clear that they were extremely intelligent. There was something else that was so captivating that I wanted to know a lot more. Do you have to do more than other people to achieve more based on your identity?
2: Yes, because the other identity that I would identify struggling with is the disability part because I'm autistic and I have ADHD and also because I have a host of other health issues that prevented me from going to school like a quote-unquote normal person throughout high school and college so in that way yes I do think I had to achieve more in order to get to a place where it's recognizable but I do not feel like it was the Asian identity that limited me it was something else completely a lot of, when it comes to the Asian American politics, they don't tend to dig deeper mm-hmm. yeah. than surface skin level. Mm. And this is where you come up with, like, I'm, I'm sure you guys have also seen this, the friction between the Asian communities mm. and, um, like, I have privilege versus you have privilege, or whatever, whatever, are yeah. we close to white or, like, yeah, the anti-blackness, yeah. because they don't recognize the other intersectional identities that we, everybody has. Yeah. Because they're, within the Asian community, I think we're very stunted in our understanding of Mm -hmm. who we are as people because we cling so tightly onto the Asian-ness because Mm -hmm. it's the most visible Mm -hmm. I don't know how you guys the arc in every Asian American kids like political
1: journey is like when they first felt seen and that could have been anybody or anything and that probably determined how your politics turned out and just the fact that like you had to feel seen I think is a question not of representation necessarily but just of like like, why are we so impoverished in our way of thinking of like relating to other people? Um.
0: The more I tried to know about them, the more I realized that it was actually quite impossible because there's so much depth, so much such strong character they all have. And it was just mesmerizing. And one just cannot help but to listen to to their identity, to their understanding, to their perspective about the world, about the issues that are happening.
1: More means community. Well, that's we what we already do so much within the community. I feel like my job is like a side note, a footnote, a way to support the community and also earn money, but that's not the satisfying part of the life.
0: It was like... A child listening to a storybook being read and I was listening intently and I was just so thankful that I was able to be in that room and to listen to their stories and their background.
1: My parents like work in Chinatown, so they want me to be rich. Yeah. Yeah. They want me to bring wealth. Yeah, that's my parent's attitude more. They don't care if it's, like, a big-name, prestigious career or, like, a big-name, prestigious, I don't know, or, like, a, a fancier place. It feels like to become that level wealthy, there's always, there also has to be, like, sacrifice in my balance. I don't think I want to do that. And so I think that, like, by gaining wealth, inherently um, one gains power and becomes part of, like, almost like a ruling elite class. And so I don't really want to join that class only then to kind of become the villain that that, like collectively has. Being a politician and being a a professor, like I, I don't think I'm interested in those things.
0: But what are kids like at their age in Hong Kong right now? Because most of the kids in Hong Kong right now are still trying to figure out their lives, trying to figure out their directions. And um, under the parents' influence, and, or under the school's influence, they're actually trying to find their bearings. Meanwhile, you have these amazing people here in the same room just talking about the future. And, and already they're establishing themselves to be an artist. They're establishing themselves to be future leaders, and they have things that they want to achieve.
1: I'm going to library school because what I'm learning there is not like how to shelve books or how to archive things. But my particular path is in how to disseminate information, how to make sure people get the resources and the knowledge they need to pursue their goals. And I think as a society, we're very lacking in awareness of media literacy and how to consume information, even though we're consuming so much of it. But is it the quote unquote right information or is it the information that enriches us and allows us to think for ourselves? I don't think the answer to that is yes. So that, that is kind of what I'm studying. And at some point, I want to combine that knowledge with what I'm doing as work now through like abolitionist restorative justice accountability work. And build a community center in New Haven.
0: I think at this point, I wanted to challenge them about big concepts, bigger uh, cultural issues, about politics, and this is what they came up
1: with. I don't feel responsibility because of the change because a lot of people do have feel well. we the same day. I feel it also, but my entry point is race. I do think my entry point is race. Um, and, like, yeah, of course, I also feel responsibility because I'm Asian, but it's just, like, not like the summative assessment. I feel like the Asian American community is so focused on upward mobility. Yeah. And
2: that, uh, that's the aspect so of the American dream. And, and the other aspect of responsibility is we don't feel responsible as, like, the saviors to save people. I think think we feel more responsibility as in, like, hey, I have these things, why don't other people have them as well? Mm
1: -hmm. I choose to see the world in a way that I think supports how my family and the people around me function. And it's very frustrating to see that the rest of society does not function that way. And the way people see how we function, in a way, your existence itself is always going to be political. Mm -hmm. So I never grew up, I I don't think I explicitly like, I I didn't know what politics were until probably middle school or high school, but the ideas and the values were always there. And the criticisms were always there because my parents were always very aware of it and
2: willing to talk to me about it. So I don't have an entry point because it is my existence. And I also understand that. Somebody's existence. Just them existing and doing things is always going to be political. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to stand for anything. You just, Mm -hmm. you're always going to be somehow, you're going to be a number. You're going to be a demographic. You're going to be an oppressor and you're going to be the oppressed. So
1: I don't think there has to be an entry point. I think just being human, even if you don't have like a political affiliation or anything, (laughs) (laughs) you are inherently political by even not doing anything in a way. Why can't we just like be? Because it isn't existing in itself enough because we are all interconnected in a way and our existence has value and every action we do has impact, no matter how small it is. So
0: It was interesting because at this point I was thinking about my past dreams that weren't realized hoping that they would be able to answer something that I did not accomplish. I had this belief that they were about to achieve my dreams too, that they were in fact, in fact, the American dream, that they were the future. Perhaps at the end, what I really understood was they were just ordinary human beings. And through the sharings, it gave me a new passage of understanding of who and what America was, is, and will be in the future.
1: Okay, I dance. I I'm not going to list the movies I but I dance. I think we use a social thing. Online, like, real, like, I don't have conversations with people school. I just, like, like, hang out with my friends, watch TV. I watch TV with myself. I'm obsessed with period dramas Oh, so drama? <laughs> there How much all <laughs> I think, like, definitely, like, I think France maybe, is like my biggest source Yes. I love hanging out with people. I think, especially as a senior, I'm like, my time here is so limited. So I want to cherish all the moments. I'm a very reactive, annoying dog. <laughs> okay. That okay. Was rude. Kind of funny. Just because she can't understand you does uh, She's a German Shepherd mix, so she's big. She's not big; she's just really strong. And she hates other dogs, so mm-hmm. taking her on walks sometimes is an adventure.
0: This is the end of the podcast series, "The Passage." Thank you for listening.